Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. On 1116 SEN, the award-winning Crunch Time. What the H is the deal at Honda? Seven-year warranty and roadside assist across a great range. Search Honda Offers. Head to Subway and try the new hot grilled paninis. Across a great range. Search Honda Offers. Head to Subway and try the new hot grilled paninis. Jared Waitley, Kane Corns, Bob Murphy, Josh Jenkins with you on Crunch Time this morning and with us in the box at the MCG is the Hawthorne Chief Executive, Justin Reeves. Justin, welcome. Uh, good morning, thanks. Describe the challenges of 2019 from a Hawthorne perspective for us. Oh, geez, that's a, that's a big one first up. Um, I mean, I think like 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 all clubs, you uh, this is a really, really hard competition to, uh, to you know, maintain... Um, success in and uh, we've done a pretty good job of that you know last year we finished top four this year we've had some challenges um around where we'd like we're probably not where we'd like to be at this stage of the year i think we're five and eight coming into a pretty hard run so the challenges on the field are um you know they're in front of us and uh, but i think we're pretty well positioned we've got really good people right throughout the club that uh are not in panic mode um you know they're well well prepared to see us through and we have no doubt that we'll, we'll see this through and then off the field Club's in a really, really sound, um, good position. So we're you know, ticking that box, but it'd be nice to win a few more games. A question around your fixture and your crowd. So this is something that Kane's taken up. Kane. Yeah, Justin, I, I'm, I'm interested to think, are you disappointed in your supporter base? 80,000 members, you're on track for your lowest crowd since 2006. Where are they? Because they've been pretty spoiled, your fans. Yeah, they have been pretty spoiled. Um, it's interesting... You know, we've done a fair bit of analysis, which is sort of a bit of a boring um, word, I guess, but really on what our crowds are, and particularly this week. And um, you know, Jay Clark wrote that article this week, and, I, and gave us a bit of a gave me a bit of an opportunity to spend some time with the team. In actual fact, our, our crowds, like for like, if you compare the, cra- the 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 time slots versus the opposition, we're actually about where we've always been. We just had really this year we've had a a host of Sunday 3:20 games, which haven't helped. Um, and then we have, you know, we've 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 got one Friday night game for the year, which is next week against Collingwood. We, we just haven't had a great fixture. And also, th- there's no doubt that after a long uh, run of success, that you know, and the fixtures aren't exactly what you'd like to be. People do get a bit more picky and choosy. I mean, people are, are buying their memberships. Our membership will uh, break the record again this year, um, which is good. So people are supporting the club, but but deciding, I think, and voting with their feet not to turn up to time slots that don't suit. Have is you it done a cop out? Yep, go on. To, sorry, Jerry. Is it, a, is it a cop out to br- blame the fixture though? Because uh, how do you explain fourteen thousand at the MCG for round eight? Beautiful sunny day, three twenty Sunday, which isn't an awful time slot to be honest. How, how can you explain fourteen thousand fans turning up for that well, game well, which you won? Well, firstly, I don't think it's a cop out. Um, you know, it's, it's really interesting. The only other time that one of the expansion clubs 
uh, being GWS or Gold Coast have played on at 3.20 on Sunday the MCG. The crowd was actually much lower than that. Um, so I don't think it's a cop-out for there. 3.20 isn't a good time slot. Cam, we get, you know, we get the emails and we get the letters and we get the phone calls from our members complaining about that all the time. 3.20 on a Sunday afternoon in Melbourne against a uh, interstate low-drawing opposition is about the worst time slot you can get. Now, we understand we can't play in the best time slot every week, but those sort of ones don't help at all. And we think there's probably a better time for that game. That game, actually, funnily enough, would actually be a good game for one of our four in Tasmania. Um, you know, we'd get the sort of 13, 14,000 that we do in Tasmania, and, and, and it would be good. Um, but it's certainly not a good game for a 3.20 Sunday MCG. Biggest stadium in the country. Have you done enough to promote your game? So Hawthorne has promoted its own games by being a successful and winning team. In a year where that has dipped, have you been imaginative enough to draw your people to the footy? Yeah, I, I think we have. I think that uh, you know our team works really, really hard um, on being creative and being innovative. Um, there's only so much you can do, you know, week to week, sort of year to year. We... We've built a really good model around our membership and our attendance over the years, but you know we, we do suffer from, um, like other clubs do, playing the MCG where it's just such a big stadium and there's not, you know, when, if you're at Geelong or if you're at Adelaide or you're in Perth, there's a fear of missing out. Um, you know, you go, you got your this sort of thing, but here that's not. But people can change their mind right up into the last minute of whether they'll come to this game or not. You know, today will be a good example of that. It's it, it's sort of a bit cold, it's a bit blowy. There'll be people now making up their mind of whether they venture into the MCG today or watch it in the comfort of their own home on a very big screen on a very comfortable weather so, lounge. So how much lies with you, Justin, to get them off the couch? Yeah, it, it, it all lies with us. I mean, we, we do and we have to be relentless in our pursuit to, to get them here. Um, and we'll do what we can. We, we actually can't chain them to the car and bring them in, but we'll actually do everything that we possibly can to encourage them. When did you re-sign the contract with Alice Declas? Yeah, late last year, the end of uh, 2018. It was, we sat down. Uh, actually, it didn't take long at all. I sat down with James Henderson, uh, Al's manager. I had a couple of conversations with Al, and we, we agreed that, you know, Alistair um, wanted to stay. He wanted to be a one-club coach, and uh, that was actually really, really easy. Um, negotiation. Pleasurable, almost. So what, why do you think it is so often questioned as to whether he could uproot and go to another team? Well, I think it's never questioned from Alistair. That's the first thing. It's never questioned from the club. Um, it's questioned from the media because Alistair's been the most successful coach of his generation. So every time a coaching opportunity arises, the first thing people say is, who's the best coach? Go and get him. Now, that's Alistair Clarkson. That's Alistair Clarkson. That, that's something that he or we can't control of the media around that. And then there's, you know, it's obviously topical. It's very competitive in this uh, media landscape that we operate in. So, you know, it's, it, it's, there's a bit of a shock jock sort of a uh, theme creeping in. And then people like to get a headline. And there's no bigger headline than Alistair Clarkson as a coach. So do you have any reason to ponder whether Clarkson will be there to the end of 2022? Absolute zero. Because the scenario that you're now in would have been part of your discussion at the end of last year. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Alistair's, you know, Alistair's very aware. The club's made some, and, and Clarko and his team and the list management team have made some pretty bold decisions over the last couple of years of what we're doing with the list. Um, you know, we don't we don't want to be where we are at the moment at five wins and eight losses. Uh, we don't think, you know, we don't think this is long term. We, we, our list management has been pretty successful over a long period of time, and we've got full faith in those guys. Alistair knew the challenges ahead. They're coming off the the, the, the amazing success 
that, that, that they saw over that 13, 14, 15 years, um, they know what's ahead and they're, and they're building and we trust them. Do you think every club searching for a coach rings James Henderson to ask? I'd be surprised if they don't. I mean, I, you know, I know if I was um, in the position of one of the clubs that was looking for a coach, I think you would want to at least have asked get a quick no probably but you at least want to ask the, uh, the you know the number one coach in the competition do you check in to see if if there's any heat around it no no I don't it's, I mean, our relationship um, with Alistair and with James is really really strong um, I trust them both completely and uh, you know the conversations we have continually um, support that you've got no reason to question that and Clarkson's public commentary is absolutely unwavering isn't it as to why he wouldn't break a contract he couldn't be any any stronger you know, it's really interesting that they just keeps coming back up because how many times does he have to say, "I'm not, I'm not leaving, I'm not breaking this contract." You know, they're strong words, and he says that, and then two days later, someone else says, "Alistair Clarkson, this Alistair Clarkson, that." It's unfair. Uh, we've we're on the uh, on the clock here, so just let me ask you this: Ep, You apologised for the conduct of Ben Stratton before the tribunal hearing. Alistair Clarkson called what happened hysteria. D- did your apology in any way fuel what your coach believed was hysteria and did he believe in the apology that was put forward before the tribunal hearing yeah yeah we agreed um i mean the first thing that happens whether and this is you know not building the public side of it but internally at our club if we we think anyone the club whether that's me whether it's clarko whether it's ben stratton whether it's jeff or anyone makes a mistake uh, we need to take responsibility for that so our first conversation was okay this is not something that we that, that we Support. Okay, so we need to take a, a responsibility and accountability for that. Um, Apologise to those that have been affected, and then move on. And we did that. You know, really clearly, we, we did that over the weekend in Ben's case. And uh, we, you know, Ben did it. I did it on behalf of the club. Um, ben was fantastic. You know, he was really remorseful. Um, we moved on really quickly. You know, Alistair. Coaches defend their players, and we and we love that about the coaches. Alistair also, you know, I think in his commentary was very similar. You know, that taking accountability for it, made a mistake, went too far, took responsibility, moved on. Did Jeff Kennett make a mistake that he ultimately apologised for, and did you play a role in um, in guiding him? Um, I think Jeff's on the record to say that you know he, uh, um, well, his words exactly. I think he had a poor choice of words. He took, again, he took full responsibility and accountability for that, um, and he apologised. He apologised unreservedly. He, so. After he had doubled down, is did you did you counsel him at all? I, I spoke to Jeff, but I, I wouldn't say that I counselled him. I, like I do with everybody in our organisation, we, we have a conversation, and uh, he, you know, he was it was absolutely his decision to uh, to take responsibility and, and apologise, and I support that. I think he, you know, I think it it, it took. Sometimes it takes a lot for the, to do that publicly, and uh, I was really, really, th- you know, um, I admired Jeff for actually because he he had doubled down, and and then he saw the error in his ways and uh, was more than happy to take responsibility for it. Lively times. Good on you, Justin. Okay. Good to have you here. Thanks, Jeff. Justin Reeves, the chief executive of Hawthorne in the box at the MCG. Steve Hocking after the break. So all the questions in the football portfolio, including the score review system, which will be our lead-off act. This is crunch time. Know what the H you're getting. Search Ask Honda and try the new hot-grilled paninis at Subway. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.